Hello and welcome to Desert Island Risks, a series of podcasts sharing results from our recently published Global Pension Risk Survey. I'm your host, Polly Cripps, and in these podcasts I'll be casting my guests away to a desert island with a copy of the survey, where they're going to have endless time to think about UK-defined benefit pension schemes and the many risks that they faced. My podcast today looks at one of the hot topics in our survey, which was all about how schemes managed operational effectiveness during the pandemic. And I have with me here my guest, Susan Hoare, who's a partner and governance leader Aon in the UK. Welcome, Susan. Thanks, Polly. I'm delighted to be here. So we saw scheme governance arrangements really tested in 2020 when the pandemic struck, and that's the reason for it being one of the hot topics in our survey. Susan, can I start by asking you how trustee boards have structured themselves to cope with the challenges they've faced since 2020? Sure. So trustee boards were able to organise themselves very quickly during the pandemic. Initially, their focus was around business continuity plans and looking at emergency subcommittees to ensure that they could continue to operate and make decisions. They also turned their attention to their trustee meetings and thought about how best to adapt these. Our survey showed that around 75% of boards moved to virtual meetings. Now, what's interesting is that in practice, virtual meetings are really exhausting. There is something about staring at the screen and possibly the pace of these meetings that means it can feel much more tiring than a face-to-face meeting. And I think this is one of the reasons that our survey has also shown that 25% of boards have moved to shorter, more frequent meetings. But a consequence of these shorter meetings is it can be quite hard to give any one agenda item a chunky slot. And so what's been quite common is where you've got shorter meetings is to set up separate individual topic meetings. And that might be for something like GMP equalisation. Now, what's also really interesting to me is that because of the level of change that boards have been through over the last 12 to 18 months, there's very little appetite to introduce any further change. And our survey showed that the majority of boards have little or no plans to introduce any more change to their board structure over the next three years. Now, that's really not helping the pensions regulator who has an aspiration to have a professional trustee on every board. And our survey showed that only 6% of boards felt that they were likely to appoint a professional trustee in the next three years. And when you add this to the 60% of survey respondents who already have a professional trustee on their board, we really are quite short of having a professional trustee on every board. Thanks. There's some really interesting points there. And I'm sure lots of us will have experienced that scream fatigue during the pandemic. I hope you're having a good break from it on the island. So you mentioned there's been lots of other changes in the past 12 to 18 months. What else has been going on? Yeah, so unfortunately, the pensions landscape didn't stand still while we managed the the pandemic. If I pick two key items, which I think will have impacted most schemes. So firstly, we have the fact that long term targets are now closer than ever for many schemes, with most expecting to reach their long term target this decade. And what this means is that schemes will need robust governance structures to support the various work streams to help them get there. We also have the new single code of practice coming soon. And this introduces the requirement to have an effective system of governance and also requires schemes to carry out an own risk assessment, 
which by the regulator's own words is expected to be a significant piece of work. Whether it's progressing actions under your long-term plan or checking your governance arrangements ahead of the single close, there's been plenty for us to do. So now life back in the UK is returning to some sort of normality. What do you think trustee meetings are going to look like in the post-pandemic world? So our survey showed us that 55% of respondents were keen to keep more frequent, shorter meetings in future, with some virtual and some face-to-face. And I think this mix will work really well. Thinking ahead to future meetings and deciding which items are better managed face-to-face and which could work virtually will be a new consideration for most of us. For many, committee meetings, which are typically shorter, these will work well virtually, And maybe it's the full board meetings and the strategy days that will continue to be held in person. So I think whilst we were kind of thrown into this virtual world, we we did actually gain a lot from it. And it'd be a shame to lose some of this as we move into 2020. So what's the first thing that you're going to do when you get back to dry land? Well, Polly, firstly, I'm really grateful to be on the island. I haven't had a foreign holiday for quite some time. So firstly, I'm savouring my time on the desert island. But when I do get back to dry land, for me, it's about this dynamic business planning and helping each of my clients think about selecting those items that work best in face-to-face meetings whilst retaining those shorter virtual meetings to ensure we continue the pace of getting work done. Thanks, Susan. There's been some really great insights there. For all of our listeners, there's a link in the show notes where you can click on to download the survey. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss any of this further, please contact your usual Aon consultant or any of us. Thank you. Thank you.